Welcome back for another episode of Talk to Tatiana, and this is Tatiana Sawyer, and I'm here today with Tabitha Holliman. Tabitha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tatiana, for having me here today. I'm so grateful for this time that we're going to have together today. Awesome. Terrific. So tell us about who you are, what you do, and where you are in the world. I am Tabitha Holliman. I am a CFO EA um, in Augusta, Georgia. Famous for the Masters every year, you know, annual Masters for um, golf. Um, so that's what we're famous for. Um, what I do is, in today's world, I help business owners understand the importance of cash flow, but also analyzing their financials, their financials, and maybe you know, coming up with that perfect tax strategy to help them save on their taxes. Awesome. So, do you support them as a CFO and also a tax professional, or do you just advise them on the tax strategies? I just advise them on the tax strategies. Cool. Awesome. And so how did you get to be who you are? And you can start from as early as um, conception. Well, (laughs) let me tell you, um, from the age, from the grade of like kindergarten to fifth grade, I wanted to be a brain surgeon. And then in fifth grade, I saw a video and there was blood involved. And so I quickly realized I did not want to go into the medical field at all and quickly changed to wanting to become a CPA um, once I got into sixth grade. So from sixth grade on, it was all about how can I become a CPA? I graduated from high school, top 5% um, that summer, you know, thought that I had studied enough because I was a little nerd in high school. And so all I did was study. I didn't do any sports. I was all about academics and partied a little bit in in the summer. And so um, right before going into college, my first year, I found out I was pregnant. And so that was a challenge for me. And and my attitude is whatever it takes, I'm going to get it done. And even though I was pregnant in my first year of college, I still knew I wanted to be a CPA. I wanted to graduate, you know, my four year degree. And so it took me a little longer, but the the goal was accomplished um, about five years later. So it, instead of four, it took me five. And in that time, I got married, um, divorced, <laughs> and then married again. So between 2020 and 20, 2009, I have been married twice, four kids, and still wanted to pursue the CPA. And so I was working full time with four kids and I kind of want to allow my husband to get his degree, but he was not about that business. And so I went back to get my master's in 2012, um, finished in 2014. And during 2010, um, I felt like I need to be spend more time with my kids because I was working full time, going to school and all all those things that life encompassed for a family. And I just felt the tug of, of my kids needing me more. And so I propositioned to my husband in 2012, hey, can I quit my job and start a business? And he said, no. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna stay on the job. We'll figure this out. And then in 2014, when I graduated my, my graduate's degree, uh, my youngest child was struggling with anxiety. And so I felt like, oh, no, no, no. Like, This is the time where I need to pull away from work and be at home more with the children. And, and, you know, just graduating with my graduate degree, it made no sense. And so um, in 2014, he finally agreed for me to quit my job (laughs) 
even though I had just graduated with my graduate's degree in accounting. Um, but that same year I started my business. And so I was a freelance um, tax professional accountant, bookkeeper, all the things in the accounting industry, because, you know, as accountants, we feel like we can wear all the hats in our field and please everyone solve all the problems of the world. Um, so I've done that for the last 10 years. Um, in 2018, I took my, my company fully virtual. So everything was 100% virtual. And then in 2021, I kind of wanted to fill out for, well, I've been doing business advisory. So why not charge for it? Because I hadn't charged for it before. And so that's when the CFO services came into play. And I love helping business owners fully understand the eagle eye vision from for their business versus just the bird's eye. So it's both sides of the coin. And that's where I am today. Um, I have two adult kids, two still at home, and just fully enjoying just helping business owners, educating them because the education is first. And so that's where I am today. Awesome. I love it. Um, uh, so you were a mom at what, 18, 19? 19. Cool. Awesome. I mean, it's kind of a Russian style, you know, used to be, it's changing now there as well, but it used to be, if you don't, if you're not married by, and have at least a child by the age of 25, um, um, you're an old maid or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I think there's, you know, there's, of course, you know, uh, advantages and disadvantages to both, but the good thing is that you kept the course and finished college and really, really happy for you um, and have your own business and helping other businesses grow, which is awesome. Uh, and so how uh, now in your day-to-day -day work, how many businesses do you work with uh, typically? Day-to-day um, -day I work with right now, I have about five clients. Because my tax business, I'm currently, um, it's currently, I can't really speak on the matter, <laughs> but it's, it's, it will bring funding for me. I'll just say that. Um, so I separate my two businesses from my CFO services from my tax services because, and I did that intentionally because I didn't know if I wanted to continue to do the application of tax preparation. Um, because in, in today's world, especially within the next five years, there's a lot of tax laws that are going to be changing and I want to give myself room to make choices. I think that is very important for business owners to, to allow themselves space to make choices. I don't want to box myself into a corner. And so I'm separating those two businesses so that if I you know decide to let that one go, this one is not affected. And so just making those goals and just making decisions. Um, kind of forgot the question. Okay. <laughs> Give me back the question. So no, just, uh, just kind of like, um, you work with five, with five clients, which is, you know, which is typical for a fractional CFO. You really can't work with a lot more than that. Um, and give them the attention that they're really paying for. Correct. Um, so totally, totally see it. Um, now my question, I guess is, um, so when you work with clients and as you transition out of the tax, what is the, you know, few things that really piss you off as an accountant that people do, but not always on purpose, sometimes on purpose, something that's really, um, driving you crazy, um, when people do. So, so 
the biggest one is just not keeping their books up to date. So whether they're doing it themselves or they have a bookkeeper or a CPA that comes in or accountant that comes in once a month or once a week, preferably once a week to keep those bills paid and you know on track and well matched, especially depending on what type of accounting software they use, um, just not keeping their books up to date. Um, randomly putting everything in miscellaneous <laughs> expenses, you know, of course, as a business owner, they need to make for sure they're keeping track of certain um, business expenses compared to what revenue they're bringing in. So if they're putting everything in one solid category, there's no way we can track where they are in their business. Another area is making sure on their balance sheet that if it's a bank account, it's under assets as a bank. And if it's a credit card, guess what? That's a liability. And so it needs to be under, um, you know, current liabilities and not up with the bank accounts. And so I just see a lot of incorrect entries within their books. Another would be receipts, um, thinking that their bank statements are, are you know, um, evident enough of a business expense when we know that in case there's an audit, whether they're a publicly traded company or not, they need to keep up with their receipts so that they can justify the expense um, and then just categorizing their income and depositing all income into their business bank account. Uh, business owners don't understand that if they're looking for capital and they are, are you know, pocketing cash or pocketing those payments, they're definitely um, creating a problem in their business when they're wanting to expand and grow. And so they need to have a proper system in place so that there are controls, internal controls, to make sure that no one is um, committing fraud or stealing money. Um, they need systems in place, whether that is automated or there's two people with checks and balances that are making sure that their books are correct, uh, bank account. They're, on a typical day, a business owner has three to four different balances. Their bank balance, their book balance, their tax balance and their cash flow balance. And so we want to make for sure that all four of those balances are communicating in a well-directed um, perspective so that business owners can create goals and actually plan those goals out for the next 12 to five years, 12 months to five years. And what do you, what do you see um, business owners struggle with the most in their business? Business owners that I've worked with or have educated, they struggle with, Understanding the typical business structure. Um, you know, we have these TikTokers and, you know, YouTubers that give all the advice on financial um, advancements for businesses. You know, the LLC will save you money. It's more popular, blah, blah. <laughs> and business owners don't know where to start. If they've been in business for a while, they don't know if they're doing something wrong. And so with that, they don't understand business structures. They don't understand if they need a business license, how to get their bank account opened, um, EIN numbers, if they need to pay someone for that, do they need to hire a lawyer, an attorney, a business? And I always advise, hey, you need to hire an accountant, you need to hire an attorney so that someone, you, if you have questions, you know, about a contract or anything, hire that attorney. You know, we all want to save money. But to the detriment of our businesses, if we don't hire the, the correct people, quality professionals, then that could be a detriment to our business as well. 
And so I see a whole lot of getting advice from social media versus sitting down personally with the professional so that each business owner can understand their business. My motto is every business has its own DNA, just like each individual does as a person. No one business is like another business. And so I think it's just taking the time to dive deep into their business industry, their business, their goals, but also how they keep their books, taxes, and all those other things that come along with business ownership. I mean, I um, sort of disagree a little bit in terms of hiring an attorney right up front, because to form a business, to form an LLC, you don't need an attorney. There's plenty of registrars who do it much better and much cheaper uh, than attorneys do. But on the accountant side, um, you know, what, what I find interesting and kind of a little bizarre, if you will, um, is when people come to me to, to consult, to, to, to ask me, oh, should I just start, should I just start an LLC? I'm like, wait a second. This is like question seven. Like question one should be, what's your business model? How are you going to be making money? Um, and you know, lawyers love LLCs, but I mean, I don't have any problem with LLCs, but the problem is that then if you don't change it into anything, when you're making money, then you're costing yourself a lot of money in tax. And we, out of 30 million businesses in the U S 25 million are single member LLCs and are overpaying in tax. God God knows how much. Um, so, you know, and there's also a couple of services now I'm a part of this beta trial with the Harvard attorney who is developing basically, um, he did have a template generator, a bunch of templates for businesses, a partnership agreement to this or that, and the video accompanying the, that, that template. And now he's building kind of like a logic, conditional logic um, platform, kind of like chat GPT for legal stuff. And essentially you'll be able to generate your own agreement and stuff like that. So I feel like some of those basic things are going away also because, you know, if you think about it, and I don't know how much experience you have with this, but um, business attorneys that like I send clients to, uh, to get like a partnership agreement, they take a boilerplate agreement and just add a few things that the client wants. So the boilerplate agreement and, but you're paying obviously for, you know, for, for the real thing. And so I feel like oftentimes you are better off not hiring an attorney right away. <laughs> I don't want to be well, the devil's advocate, yeah. but to speak to that, I'll say build a relationship with an attorney so that if you do have questions, you're not, you know, free, you know, just trying to find someone. So I wouldn't say hire an attorney, but build a relationship with an attorney and not so much just the LLC perspective, but also when I'm working with a partnership, um, there's a lot there for one, one set of partners don't know anything. While the other set may know a lot, but still try to get over on the other partners. And so having a relationship with an attorney, they can, you know, schedule that appointment that they need versus one party getting um, basically underhanded by another party. So I do, I, I, I kind of stand by that. You need to have at least a professional that can sit with you and talk you through not being um, quote unquote screwed. <laughs> just in case it is a partnership or a multi-level S corporation or any type of corporation. But as far as a single member LLC, you are right. They could do the LLC themselves. It just depends on 
in my in my opinion, it depends on the industry of the LLC. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, and then I think my my next question was around um what do you find businesses that you work with having as goals? Um, is there any anything that's uh, any similarities, any um, the op- opposite of the similarities, whatever that is? Uh, <laughs> anything that any trends that you notice among people who are um, using your services? Yes. Um, a lot of business owners are community oriented that I'm finding. They don't want to just run a, a single member LLC with just themselves as a sole proprietor. They want to hire employees. And so they have to know how to scale out and expand those business services that they offer in order to be able to afford to hire. Um, so a lot of business owners don't want to just do the services themselves. They would prefer to hire a team. Um, that's one goal. Another goal is um, uh, maybe moving from a building, so expanding their location. Um, others are uh, health. They want health care for their um, employees or um, some type of insurance, whether that's supplemental or major Medicare. Having an educational scholarship plan for their employees or their dependents. So it's just really the expansion of the business. Um, as far as the business owners that I know that don't really mind delegating more other than maybe contracts, contractors, they more so want to use their business to fund their personal aspirations. So whether they want to go into real estate, but use their business to fund their real estate dreams. Um, so that takes another because we're also we don't just look at business goals, we look at their personal goals. And so we know that business goals funnels, they fund the personal goals. So if they say they want to buy a house in three years, well, what does that look like for your business? And how do we tailor your your goals for your business to be able to accomplish that in the next three years? So we actually scale out 12 months, but also three to five years. And if they request it, we actually go out 10 years. And so that's very important for business owners to have those goals in place. And going through the monthly um, analysis, we often say don't change your targets that you started with at the beginning of the year. We just tailor the forecasting for the next several months. So we want those targets, those annual targets to stay the same until the 12 months has ended, because then we know where we want to be the next year. Well, we may not have met it quite so much this year what do we need to do the next year to hit those targets so that they can actually hit those personal goals or the business goals where they want to hire more people and be a more um, bigger corporation versus just a single member llc awesome and i always ask you know guests about this um if you could go back in time and change one thing or tell your younger self one thing what would that be Hmm. Um, I would say, I just know that everything is going to turn out well. Everything is, you know, Marie Folio, everything is figure outable. I honestly believe that. Um, I feel like a lot of times when we get in our older age or if we're going through something to get to the, over the hump, we feel like 
it's the end. I can't do something. I can't, I can't, I can't. But if I could go back and tell that younger person to stay on track, to keep those goals in line, it, it might take a little bit longer. Um, life is not point A to point B. It could be point A to point D, and then you're back at B. <laughs> and that is okay. Don't stress about life. That's what I would tell my younger self. Don't stress about life. I love it. Um, and uh, how can people find and connect with you? Um, I am on Instagram, Tabitha Holloman. I am on LinkedIn, Tabitha Holloman as well. Um, my Facebook page, I have Tabitha Holloman Coach Speaker. I'm also a professional speaker. And then I have Holloman Strategic Advisors um, on Facebook. And then my website is www.hollomanadvisors.com. And if you Google my name, you will find me on CFO directories. Um, and it explains all my services that I offer and how I actually just love to educate business owners. Even if they don't hire me um, personally, um, I'm always I'm willing to be a great resource for business owners in general because I generally want to see everyone succeed. Awesome. Love it. Thanks so much for being a guest. Thanks so much for coming up and sharing uh, part of your story. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed learning more about you and I hope that so did, um, the, our listeners. Uh, thanks so much for, for sharing. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. And for everyone who's listening or watching, I will see you next week for another great episode of talk to Tatiana.